Hello and welcome to another edition of Let's Chat with Shell Griggs. I'm your host, Shell, and I gotta say this week's topic is one that's near and dear to my heart. It is the topic of mental health, so I just want to get right off into it. We have so much to unpack on this episode. So this one is Let's Chat Mental Health. So let's talk about some common mental health definitions that I think are absolutely crucial to um, our discussion about mental health. And the first definition I want to um, talk about is crazy. Because I feel like in the talk about mental health, crazy is used very loosely. And it should not, because it means mentally deranged, especially manifested in a wild or aggressive way. So if it's not that, right, should we be using crazy to describe someone who has mental health issues? Probably not. If they're not mentally deranged in a violent or wild, aggressive manner, then we really shouldn't be using the word crazy to describe them. Okay, and so it's important to talk about that. Also, mental health. Mental health has become such a topic, and we'll discuss that why it's become such a topic um, in just a moment. But by definition, mental health means a person's condition with regard to their psych or psychological and emotional well-being. <clears throat> Excuse me. A person's condition with regard to their psychological and emotional well-being. Mental health. That's the definition, okay? So it's not a spa day, a fun day at the spa with your friends. That's not a mental health day. Mental health is a person's condition with regard to their psychological and emotional well-being. So by very definition, you really can't take a mental health day unless you're taking a day to actually work on your psychological and emotional well-being. So a relaxing day at the spa could help you with your emotions and manage them, but I feel like it's so overused. And so mental health is one. Um, Also toxic. Toxic is a buzzword in our lives. Lately, it's been the word that people say. Say everything's toxic. Everybody's poisonous. Everybody's um, venomous. And let's just define the word toxic. By very definition, as an adjective, toxic is poisonous, venomous, virulent, noxious, dangerous, destructive, harmful, unsafe, malignant, injurious, pestilential, pernicious, or pernicious, environmentally unfriendly, poisonous. So if it's not one of those things, I don't think that we should be using that word describe something that's not one of those things so for example if a person does something that we don't like but it's not poisonous or venomous or virulent or any of those definitions we shouldn't call them toxic because toxic takes away from what actually is toxic you can have toxic um, ideology that's harmful and dangerous and malignant and unsafe but to call people toxic I think it's just another overused word so 
as we begin this chat, I want you to think about the real definition of these words that we take for granted. So these words that we take for granted and we use at liberty, at will, whenever the mood strikes, um, they can be bad. It can be a terrible label to put on someone to say that they're toxic, that they're crazy, or they're mentally unstable. And that's why we started with definitions, just so we could all be on the same page in this discussion on mental health. Um, So as usual, I would like to tell a story because I feel like storytelling is an amazing way to connect people with what you're talking about. So when I was a kid, I, there were these ladies in my neighborhood and they, they dressed weird. They always smelled like cheap perfume and they would do some things that were deemed as crazy. Okay. So they were the neighborhood crazy ladies. And I never really understood why they were like that until I developed the language enough to ask my mom what was going on with them. And my mom told me that they had both, both of them, um, they were sisters. They had gone to parties and people had laced their drinks with drugs. Um, and this was something that I couldn't compute. Because I'm like, why would another human being do that to someone else and doom them to a life of living in a way that cognitively they couldn't even take care of themselves? Like they were just out of it. They were gone. They were not here. The elevator was not stopping on all the floors. And for that, they got labeled as crazy. And so even as a child, I began to think how unfair that was. And I was like, man, that's messed up. Like they thought they had friends. And I don't even think I was really old enough to even understand what she was saying to me. But I just remember like feeling like what kind of friends would lace your drink with alcohol? Because who goes to a party with people they're not not friendly with? Most people... They party with people they're friendly with. Um, So that was incredibly sad. It was an incredibly sad turn on something that I thought as a child was a fun game, you know, to talk to the, you know, the resident crazy ladies and to talk about them and as if they weren't people with feelings and, you know, lives and if they didn't have families and people who really cared about them. You know, they could have had nieces and nephews in my neighborhood. They could have had a mom and a dad in my neighborhood. And, you know, it's just to this day, it kind of bothers me that we just accepted that they are the neighborhood crazy ladies. Like we just went with it. It wasn't like we ever questioned, like, why are they crazy as a group, as a society, as a community? Why didn't we question that? Why didn't we call BS on those people who laced their drinks and put them in a position where mentally they were not stable anymore? And it was just like a well-known secret in the neighborhood that everybody knew that someone had did it. 
and no one was going to come forward. And I think about that and I think about that's pretty much the idea of a society or a group or a community. It's like all of our secrets, our mental health stuff, especially being a person of African descent, living in America for generations. I can tell you that (laughs) all our mental health stuff in general and my culture is swept under the rug. Any secret swept under the rug. It's kept silent. And when a person really does cop to met, um, like mental health issues, there's a stigma. There is a stigma like shame on you for being mentally not okay. Like you're supposed to always have it together at all times. You're never supposed to fall apart. In the moment that a person does fall apart, it's like, okay, they're crazy. So there goes that label again, crazy. And it's very harmful because a person isn't necessarily mentally deranged because they are not able to function. They have anxiety. They have depression, especially when it's heightened. You know, people will make a person feel very small for their body's reaction to chemical stimuli. And that is crazy to me. Like that, that is mentally deranged (laughs) like I think that that is by definition crazy to to judge someone who has mental health issues as if it's their fault and to treat them as if it's their fault and that the only way that they can get rid of it is to pray it away or medicate or you know self-medicate all these things Um, And there are so many ways, but that people cope with mental health issues. One of the ways that I've seen, um, especially with these two sisters, is that they would medicate with alcohol. So I remember one of them showed up at our church and I thought it was weird, Um, but they showed up at a church which wasn't in that neighborhood it was like on the other side of town almost um but it wasn't in that neighborhood where we were from and they showed up at our church and they smelled like alcohol and of course the church people came for them because they're like already you're a second class citizen forever having an issue um that everybody can see and knows about But on top of that, you have the nerve to come here and this sacred institution drunk. How dare you? You know, that was kind of the attitude, which I understand. I'm not saying that um, because it was during vacation Bible school and there were a lot of kids there. I think that she came there to eat because to be honest, I don't think that she was eating on a regular basis. And it's so sad because now I think about it. And it was just like, man, she was just a homeless person trying to eat, you know, and it was like so much pushback. So at the time, as a kid, I thought about this and it really affected how I viewed um, mental health and and how I would relate to it in the future. Now, I think something we can learn from pop culture is that 
you gotta strike why the iron is hot with mental health issues while this is such a trending topic and this mental health has become such a overused word it's the best time to share with someone close that you love um, and that you can trust where you are with your mental health as it pertains to how you're functioning how you're getting along it's important I feel like the reason why mental health is such a big topic is because of the death of Kate Spade and then Anthony Bourdain so close to each other Um, their deaths were that you know the world started like taking note our world started to take note because two famous people had died as a direct result of some mental health complications so immediately because those VIPs died then it's a topic so while it's trending get on it like be that person to ride the wave and let others know if you suffer from mental health issues and be really upfront don't be the person who says they have all these mental uh, health issues just to get in the spotlight or to get attention because it actually takes from those who actually are suffering on a daily basis but also be that sounding board for someone who's going through mental health issues and be willing to admit it yourself if you're having mental health issues um, so that that's pretty much um, my commentary as far as mental health goes. Um, how I feel about mental health in the church is that it's very, um, it's newborn. It's newborn babe because um, mental health is one of those things that it's a constant battle. And in our churches, what we like, we like the easy answers. We like the easy solutions like the one scripture and done type of thing but there are some things that require more than just a one verse it requires every day of work every day I get out of bed even though I don't feel like it every day I don't wear sweats out when I really just you know I would rather crawl up in a ball but if I go out I'm gonna dress up you know that kind of thing so even you know, being away at college and I really wasn't away. I stayed in the same city, but being in college made me realize how many people suffer from mental health issues and never, ever discuss it. I remember being in, my, in front of my chemistry class. I had a chemistry lab um, right after the class. And so we would oftentimes get to meet with other just different kinds of students and we saw each other's faces so much we decided to get to know each other so my classes were pre-medicine pre-med um and one of the guys that was there was slightly older than us he was like 40 and at the time that seemed old but now looking back he's not that old (laughs) um but he was in his 40s and he was just telling me that a lot of med students pre-med students were on drugs and I was like sir like he was like they they have to stay awake somehow so what they do is they get on the drugs that they're prescribing and then they just yeah they just get off into heavy drug use 
And I was just amazed. And at the same time, I was just like, people will do a lot to pursue after or to make other people's expectations of them come true, to make other people's expectations of them be real. And I just don't want to go through that. I don't want to go through, you know, this whole process of, you know, going to school, getting a four-year degree, and that's not something I want. So because I don't want that, that's something that could trigger depression in me. And that's how it is. You have to kind of recognize your signs. You have to say, you know what? I'm not paying all this money out of my pocket just so I can look like everyone else. I want to find out what God wants me to do. And from that perspective, it just opens your mind up. Like, it makes you way more compassionate to other people who suffer from mental health issues. Because if I can make it through, if I am a person who has suffered from mental health and I've given myself, or mental health issues, and I've given myself the freedom to say, you know what? My life hasn't always been perfect. But guess what? This is my life and I have to live it to serve God. If I can come through my mental health issues to to still find my purpose I know that anyone can because I am a person who <laughs> I I can get demotivated from something very quickly and I can start off strong with something and then the moment it gets hard the moment it becomes a hassle then I'll just give up I have had so many issues just recording this podcast and I was like I am not giving up I'm going to go and go and go. I'm going to be consistent. And God has been just so faithful in that area and helping me be consistent and helping me plan and use a planner and follow a schedule and have a bedtime and adjust my body and all these good, wonderful things within me. But God is just faithful and I'm grateful to him. So if you're suffering from mental health issues what should you do I think I can't give you a clear answer on that I think this is one of those things where you're gonna have to just trust and go with your gut instinct you're gonna have to say you know what I I know that I cannot do this without medication and so I need to see a physician Or you may say, I know I definitely can do this without the advice of a a physician. You know, then you can do it if that's how you think. Um, But each person is, it's different. Their healing is different. Um, They are processing and living through um, depression and anxiety and all these mental health disorders that are associated. There's so many. Um... But you're bigger than that and you're stronger than that. I think you're stronger than, than you even realize. And I just need you to know that. I just need, to under, need you to understand that even recognizing, even listening to a podcast on my mental health issues is very brave because you don't know from what perspective people are going to come from all the time you don't know if they're going to blame you and say it's a hundred percent of your fault you can't just pray it away you're not good enough there's no praying away mental health issues 
you deal with them. You deal with them head on and very direct. So kudos to you for even listening to a podcast on mental health. But beyond listening to it, take my advice. If you need help, you need to seek help professionally. Your friends can be awesome. They can be amazing. But they're not trained therapists. And a lot of people don't have the gift of counsel. Um, Like Moses, his father-in-law, Jephro, had the gift of counsel. Where he could just set up people to be rulers over so many. To keep things organized. He had that spirit in him. And some people do have that. But those people are rare. So I suggest that if you need someone to talk to, that you talk to your friends, but also involve a a therapist um, and get help to work through your issues because there is no, there's no specific way you have to handle it. And there's no time frame. And I need you guys to know that. There's no time frame. Even if people are rushing you. There's no time frame on getting healthy. And doing what's right. In the, in the area of your mental health. There is nothing to worry about. There's nothing to fear. Seeing a therapist is my number one piece of advice. See a therapist. See someone who can listen to you talk. And pick a friend wisely pick friends wisely and yeah that's that's my advice on mental health pick your friends wisely choose your circle well um i know in my circle i have people who will call me out when i say when i'm doing that thing that we do our tendency um when we're trying to convince others that we're fine answer too quickly like they'll be like hey how are you doing shell and i'll be like i'm fine 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 just fine everything's fine and they're like okay but i know it's not fine so what's going on find friends like that that are perceptive and that can tell you what you not just what you want to hear but what you need to hear um that's important because there's a major difference um and so when you're dealing with mental health issues and it's important um, for you to be open and upfront with someone you don't have to be open and front upfront with everybody i know some people who are like that they will literally tell their business to a cactus they don't care and there are then there are some people who really don't need to be talking about their mental health issues with anyone but a therapist and a close trusted friend because the kind of things that you go through when you suffer from mental health issues especially thoughts of suicide it can be taken way out of context and so you have to just find your safe space if you find that a friend is not necessarily a safe space for you then don't deal with that friend because It's so much better to just not share that kind of stuff with that particular friend than to share it with them and then go blabbing and telling everybody. And until you're ready to just deal with the stigma of having mental health issues, I don't think it really, it really, um, 
would help to have someone go spread rumors about you and say derogatory things about you because you do suffer from mental health. Those kind of people are not your friends. Those kind of people that you may work with them, but they're not necessarily your friends. You may go to school with them, but they're not just necessarily your friends. Uh, there are people that are in your life for a reason, a season, or a purpose. I believe that. You know, I know it's cliche and people say that a lot, but I believe people are in your life for a reason, a season, or a purpose. And you have to figure out which is which and find and locate those friends quickly. And when you do, you'll be able to unpack some things that you're going through with your mental health. But if you're just hanging around people that are very shallow and they don't like to go anything deeper than a shallow, the shallow end, they don't want to come out on your journey with you, then don't force it. Because the last thing you need as a person who's suffering from mental health issues um, is your friends turning their back on you. And that's exactly what will happen if you tell someone uh, inappropriately about the things you suffer. A lot of people just don't understand, still really don't have a, a firm grasp on reality about mental health. Um, a lot of people are just either pulling things clean from full air or pulling things clean from the air <laughs> they don't know they're just saying the buzzword right mental health has become a buzzword so they're just saying it or they really do know and they're they're unwilling to admit that it's more common than you think so they could even possibly be suffering from mental health issues which is why they feel the need to be so condescending because that's also a masquerade. It's just also, you're just putting on a mask of yourself. You're not really being yourself. So, um, but yeah, this has been such a journey, um, walking through life with and facing the giants of mental health issues. I definitely want to say thank you to all of you that are listening, who are having conversations about these things that are listening. And not only that, but really reflecting on these things. Mental health issues have been such a topic for me because I have, um, in the past, I have suffered in silence and that is not wisdom. It's not wisdom on any level to suffer in silence. So if you personally have experienced mental health issues and you are, are just at your wit's end, I would recommend seeing a therapist before you see anyone else or before you talk to anyone else. And other than seeing a therapist, I recommend getting close to friends and making sure that they can um, be there, be a rock, be a support for you as you walk through this journey, this um, this journey of being mentally healthy. And that is our time for today. Thank you guys so much. I hope you are chatting about our Let's Chat. It would be an amazing theme. This is an amazing topic to have amongst your friends and theme to have amongst your friends. Um, and I just think it's very rewarding to know more about mental health because the more you know. 
So have a wonderful, wonderful time listening. And until next time, let's chat. Hello and welcome back to Let's Chat. I'm your host, Shell Grace, and this week we have a pretty mellow topic to talk about. And <laughs> mellow and very upfront. This week we're gonna chat about letting people know what you need. So this is Let's Chat being bold. And the reason I I named it being bold is because in this passive aggressive, politically correct society that we all live in, um, being bold is one of the most important things that you can do. And it's also one of the hardest things to do because if you're a person like myself who enjoys being liked by people. I enjoy it. Like when people like me, I'm just like, yes, you're a smart human. You get it. Um, and when people don't like me, I'm like, oof, there must be something wrong with them because I am amazing. But the, in that need to be liked, there's something else. And it's fear. It's fear that if people don't agree with what you say they're not going to like you and if they don't like you it takes away your self-worth and that is not the case so in my journey in my 30 something years uh, I found that being liked is not the most important thing Uh, being liked is far from the most important thing being respected is way more important than being liked So I'm going to tell you guys about a time when I had to choose whether I wanted to be liked or respected. Um, And so I'm going to change up a little bit about the situation so those who are party to it can understand. I'm going to talk very general. Um, I was a part of a project and I was doing my part. And I was putting in work, overworking myself, but still being very present with this project. As a matter of fact, it was my idea. I came up with the project and all of this. Well, there were some other people that got involved. And as they came alongside, they started to take off with the idea and began to work it over. And I felt originally... When they start doing this, I felt like, okay, because these are church people. So I'm like, okay, well, this is awesome. These people are going to make something happen. They're going to help to make this thing happen. This idea I had, you know, awesome. Whilst we were doing the project, um, we were given just tasks to do. And mine was pretty menial. Now, at the time, I was working, school you know, doing ministry, all kinds of stuff was popping off in my life at the time. And on top of that, my social life. So I was just like, anything to minimize my involvement is I'm gonna see as a positive. 
and not that I was trying to back out, but it was just like, you know, I didn't want to overwork myself, which I was doing and all in the name of being someone's friend, trying to be and overextend myself. Got it. I overextended, but I was still being very present. So working on this thing, I was working with friends and, uh, or a close friend and, um, we both were responsible for something and when the date came like to do it uh it wasn't it didn't get done so one of the people who had come alongside to help and who were not wasn't even really familiar with the original project and everything that was going on like started just like legit like going off and I had to stop them the person and say like look I have a lot going on the fact that I've committed any of my time to this is already a lot now you're saying you're what you're saying is basically accusing me of not doing or pulling my weight on this I was like I didn't even have to do this this was my idea I suggested this So for you to treat me like this is just absurd. And I basically told the people about themselves, told them exactly how I felt about it because I've never been the kind of person to um, take the easy way out. So in this case, whether this person liked me or anybody else involved liked me, I didn't care. And probably to this day, they still feel some kind of way about how that all ended. But... I just know that for me, it was ridiculous to be that way, to be that uh, passive aggressive and that petty and not own your part and not stand up for yourself because it was a voluntary project. And here's my thing with voluntary projects. If you're volunteering to do something, even if you're contracted as a volunteer, like you signed a paper and you agreed to this, It means that these people are not paying you for your time. And a lot of times when you're doing something with friends or for friends, they're not even paying you what you might actually be worth. They're just relying so heavily on relationship with you that they start to lack respect for you. And that's exactly what happened. Like they just lost respect for me. And I had to kindly let them know like, wait a minute, honey, I'm not the one. Like, I know that people where I currently reside are very passive aggressive. They're very like uh, fake. They don't really express in general, in my own opinion, from my experience of living in the Midwest, um, you know, Michigan, Southeast Michigan, and then being surrounded by people who just cut straight to the chase. My sensitivities and the way I used to be, my personality has way changed and I've become way more upfront and way more bold. So just being around those kind of people and them speaking their mind and giving me the freedom to do the same has made me such a bold person that when I came to this impasse where it was like, you can either bite your tongue, let them disrespect you, but they'll still like you. And I'm saying like, but I'm using air quotations, like, because let's explore what they really like. They like the fact that you take whatever they dish out. They like the fact that you're a puppet with no emotions or expressions of your own. 
They like the fact that they can talk to you any kind of way, kick you around like you're a rag doll, and you'll never say anything. And then they have other people in their life that is walking on them like a welcome doormat. My mom told me this, and I'll never forget it. My mom said, anytime you see somebody that's using other people, you can guarantee there's somebody somewhere using them. And that's exactly what it was like. So those people were going to be walking around being used by other people, but then treating me like I was trash. And I simply am not the one. So I was just like, look, I let everybody know quickly. And they had never seen that side of me because they'd always seen the happy, good side of me. But see, this is the kind of person I am. I am wonderful, loving, kind, generous, all those good, happy, bubbly, extroverted things until you get on my bad side. When you get on my bad side, you get a different side of me. And it's night and day and people think that I'm bipolar. When in reality, I, I match situations. My energy match, matches the need of the situation. If, if you know, you do something, um, and I'll speak on this later, but if it's not a serious matter of respect and, you know, it's not a serious matter of you violating my own will, then I'm so chill and so laid back. But if it comes to you being disrespectful to me, if it comes to you trying to walk on me like a welcome doormat, just because you can't, just because somebody in your life is probably taking advantage of you I, you and I are going to be at different odds of the fence. So you might think like, oh, Shell's not a kind person. She's not a generous person. Uh, she's evil. She's, you know, she can be very blunt and she can be just too hurtful. And then you can think, oh, she's the most kind and generous and loving and warm person I know. And both are true. Because depending on what you've done to me, that's the side you'll get. I mean, depending on what you have done, that's the side of me that you'll get. That is the side of me that you'll see. That is the side of me that I will be dealing from. And I like both parts of my personality. I prefer the warm, nice, generous, kind version of myself. But you know what? When it's necessary, the other side comes out. And the other side, nobody really wants to see. Because it's one thing when a person's just always yapping, complaining, talking out the side of their neck, always have something negative to say. And there's it's a totally another person to, uh, thing when you take a person who is very naturally, easily friendly, warm, genuine, you know, all these great extrovert uh, tendencies, you take a person with that type of personality and you turn them into the other thing. That means that there's something special about you. You brought a special side of someone that they never intended to work out of. There, that is a talent. That is a talent and it's not a good one, but it's a talent that people have. Now, for example, when it comes, I'm that way when I need to be. So it, people that get that side of me, may expect me to be that way all the time. Then when they see me, see me dealing with other people, then they're like, well, why do you treat this person this way? And I can't explain it. I am the type of person 
that I deal with you accordingly, okay? And um, everybody is like this to a certain extent, but I'm just way more drastic and dramatic about it. Um, we all have a certain way that we act at school, in front of our friends, in front of our parents, at our, you know, at work, and then, you know, around extended family. You know, there's always these versions of ourselves, right? My version of myself is just two different persons. Um, it's either that warm, generous, kind person, then I'm that person no matter where you go with me, no matter what you do. And then there's that other side of me that has to be very bold, has to be very direct, has to be very frank, that doesn't smile. And when I am not smiling, people think something's wrong. Because naturally I'm smiling, you know, I have dimples and my face just lights up and I smile for my soul. So it's just like, oh, she's glowing. <laughs> but when I'm not smiling, like people are worried, they are concerned. They're like, hey, is everything okay? Is everything okay? Are you all right? And I don't prefer to be that way, but if I have to be that way, I'm gonna be that way. And the reason why is because what I noticed is that people are very comfortable with your discomfort as long as they can be comfortable. And I'll say that again. People are very comfortable with your discomfort as long as they are comfortable. And so what that means is that people will let you be a welcome doormat. They will let bad things happen to you. They will let you take the fall for something that they've done. They will allow you to debase and degrade yourself and who you are and who God has created you uniquely to be. They will allow you to take that, run that through the gutter as long as they are comfortable because their comfort very naturally is the only thing they're thinking about. So for me, being bold has been a journey. You know, I grew up in a very um, like do as I say because I said it type of household. And I'm not knocking that because it's created the type of person, it's, it instilled the foundation that I needed to be the type of person to obey God at his word and to believe when he tells me something and to act on it. But at the same time, it's created in me a level of uh, passive aggressiveness that I would operate in. And, you know, I would want to express myself, but I feel so repressed because I was so used to dealing with leadership in that way where, okay, whatever they say, do it without question. And then it was like in my mid-20s, a light came on. It was like I was sitting in a dark room for so long and all of a sudden someone switched on the light and it was like, you can be kind. You don't have to be nice. Kind is honest, it's genuine, it's a fruit of the spirit. Nice is not. Nice is deceptive because nice is that way with its, its conditional kindness. What I mean by that is it's based on how people treat you and how per people perceive you. So say and a nice thing to say would be like, oh, I like your hair. The kind thing would be to say, Oh, I, it, when someone asks you your opinion for the, of their hair, 
no, I, I don't like that style on you. I've seen you in better. And just being that kind of person, people don't know how to take you because they're like, okay, what bag is she coming out of? I'm coming out of the bag of honesty and sincerity and truth. And a lot of people don't want that. A lot of people want you to lie to them or make them feel good. Um, and that's not necessarily the case. You know, don't ask me how old you look, cause I'm gonna tell you how you look, how old you look. And if you look older than what you're trying to look, then you're gonna be offended with me. So I'm instead, as the kind person as I am, I've come up with a compromise. I just say, you know, you tell me. Because if you're going for a younger look and you actually look older to me, then I'm gonna tell you that. But you know, it's just, we've become so conditioned to only get praise because of this society that we get instant gratification at the tap of a finger. Double taps, likes, approval, people writing kind comments, people following you, you getting subscribers on YouTube, you getting likes on YouTube. Oh, they liked my comment, they want it. They like my content. So this must be God's stamp of approval on me as a person. And I will never forget the words of John Bevere when he was, when God was like, John, you're not a good person. And, or he said something like that. Like, you're not a nice, you're not a kind person. And John was like, uh, well, yeah, yeah, God, you know, everybody says good things about me. And he was like, John, you, no, that's what he said. He said, John, you don't love people. And... <laughs> John was like, what? Everybody loves me. They say this and that about me. And he was like, and God told him like, you say good things to people. It's unconditional, regardless of if, if it's true, you say it. So he was like, oh my God. So he went to the other extreme where he only started saying negative stuff. Again, you can't go to either extreme. You can't just be dogging people out talking about them all day, you know, saying negative stuff every single time you open your mouth. And at the same time, you can't be lying to people either. And a lot of people just don't get it. They don't get that there's a happy medium. And so I am that happy medium. I found my balance and I'm telling you guys, I am so unbothered. It's such a way to live. Being bold and speaking out for yourself is such a way to live. But first you're gonna be uncomfortable. And your first step towards being bold, speaking up, having what you need, you're gonna be uncomfortable. And I'm at this uncomfortable place of vegetarianism where I still, I haven't been vegetarian for even a year. And there are times when I do eat meat. You know, um, there are times when I don't eat vegan. There are times when I eat vegetarian, but I don't eat clean. So when, in those times, because I'm not choosing vegetarianism, necessarily for weight loss but if i lose weight that's awesome but i'm choosing vegetarianism because the way meat makes my body feel so because it's not something that i absolutely cannot i feel like oh i can't touch meat i can't it's not a law unto myself because it's not like i even when i go to restaurants and stuff and they're trying to say serve me food that includes meat i live in the south y'all and Going to restaurants, 
where there's no meat is very unusual. Um, they just got like a vegan place and it's super expensive. And it's a vegan place in the whole freaking city. All these restaurants, there's like mostly where you find vegetarian options are like sandwich places. So they'll have like the same sandwiches they serve everybody else with no meat. They'll just have like cheese, bread, and veggies. Um, and then there are some pe- places that even go so far as to have like a veggie burger. You know, restaurants that have that. But I went to a restaurant over the weekend after a wedding that I attended. And um, I just wanted to dine out because it was just an experience. And so I went, the fr- I went to two restaurants. I went before and after the wedding. So before the wedding, I went to this diner. And diners are known for being greasy. But this one, it was like, they there was one thing I would get all the time. So I ordered it. And she was like, we only have that at night. And I'm like, but it's the same veggies, the same wraps. It's like, you don't have cheese, vegetables, and, and wraps. It's a vegetarian quesadilla. Like, you don't have that. Okay. I was disgusted. But she was like, oh, but we have grilled cheese. And it's like, okay. So I ate the grilled, grilled cheese. And she's like, how did you like it? And I was like, it was good. And... <laughs> I didn't even give it any accolades. I didn't lie to her. And it was an awkward moment where she stood there like, okay, what do you mean by that? And I just let her sit in that uncomfortableness because, you know, I'm learning how to speak up for myself as a vegetarian. And then I got this, uh, I went to another place. It was more like a Mediterranean food. And, you know, my friend kept saying they have vegan, vegetarian options. They have vegetarian options. So I choose to go to this restaurant where every time I think about this, I mean, she said it so much, I started to associate this place with vegetarian options. So we get there to this place that supposedly has vegetarian options. And I'm searching that menu. Y'all, I'm reading ingredients. I'm asking questions. So finally, I find something that's acceptable, get my... You know, I go sit down at the table. They bring the food. I'm so out of it at this point, y'all. Like, I am so out of it. I sit down at the table. I bite into my food. Tastes good, but I'm like, something's... I'm like, this vegetarian meat tastes really like meat. So I look down, and I realize they gave me lamb. They gave me lamb. And I told the lady I was a vegetarian when I was ordering So they brought out the correct food, but they had already charged me for lamb. So I had vegetarian food, which was supposed to be cheaper, and it was the cost of a more expensive dish. And I was like, things like this, I can hold my peace for. Because I know that there are gonna be bigger issues that I'm gonna have to, like, no. You're gonna have to get this right. You're gonna have to correct this. I'm gonna have to be bold. So it's really choosing your battles. And they were really apologetic about it. Like, oh, well, I'm sorry. And I'm just like, but she could have been sued. And I've seen people flip out for less than this. So you guys really should get that together. This is what I'm thinking in my head. I didn't even say it out loud, but I was just thinking in my head. But I'm like, this is not the time. 
the time when you you need to be bold and you need to be because some people do this and there is a balance some people constantly every single time they harp it they saying something they got to say something about every little thing that bothers them and i'm like good luck to your future spouse because you go it's gonna be a million and one things that you love about them that are going to turn into little annoying things when you get married that's how it is in every single relationship that I've been in, every single friendship. You know, those things that are just so great when you first meet that person, like, I like how bold and upfront you are. I like how you're this and you're that. Oh, I like how you're an introvert and you're quiet. And then when you get into that relationship and you've been in that thing for a little while and you've had a chance to let your personality sit simmer, then it's like, oh, I don't like that. I don't like this. I don't like that. And those very same things that drew you to that person is going to be that thing that you want to harp on. And then eventually you're going to become such a nag because you're the type of person who just absolutely has to say something about everything. <laughs> you're going to become a nuisance. And I don't want to, the Bible Proverbs says it's better to live on the, on a rooftop and to live in a house with a contentious woman. A person who contends like that all the time, it could be men and women. I know guys that just like to argue with me and they think they're flirting, but in reality, to me, I think it's unattractive for you to argue everything that I say because that means what, that's what my life, that's what I can expect in my life. Because part of people joking around is, is really, there's some truth to that. So on the other side, there are people who never speak up for themselves and they are passive aggressive and they don't really say how they feel. So you don't even know where you stand with them. Imagine going throughout your life, just being you, doing things, living your life. And then all of a sudden, at the very last moment, you realize that you've been hurting a person that you love and care about for years and they never said anything because they're passive aggressive and they don't have the boldness to speak up for themselves. Pray for them. Pray for those people around you who are not bold enough to speak up for themselves. And then pray for those who feel like they have to speak up about every single detail and every single thing. And they have to make everything a big deal, a big, messy, dramatic deal. Pray for both sides because I've learned to find a balance. I've learned when to speak up, when to speak, when to use my voice, and when to be calm, when to be cool and be so collected. And I'm telling you guys, it trips me out how calm and collected I am. I just feel like, oh my gosh, I am so, the world just calls it zen, but I just feel like I have such an inner peace and I'm gonna speak up when it needs to be spoken up for, but the attitude I'm gonna take is gonna be like, now this is what the issue is. Choose something, choose to do something about it or you can leave it the way it is. But this is how I feel and move on. And when you, you live like that, you live in so much peace that your composure is just intact. So I encourage you guys, if you're in, listening to this and you're thinking about yourself and you're thinking maybe, maybe I'm contentious, I'm not bold, you can fix that. You can fix that by determining what your core values are, sticking to your core values and saying, you know what? This is, I need this to be this way in order for me to function. 
And then everything else that's not part of your core values and that you don't have to be bold and stand up for, and there's nothing nagging you on the inside to say, confront this, you can let that stuff go and you can let things be and you can keep your lips shut and you don't have to say anything about that. And then if you're the other side, if you're passive aggressive, you need to speak up for yourself. Even if it's awkward, even if people get upset with you, only a controlling person will get upset at you for speaking your truth. Now, they might get they might be upset by what you say, but for someone to get mad because you spoke your truth, that's all that's that's controlling. So, if you're dealing with a person that's controlling, that's a whole nother topic for a different day. Um, but guys, in short, let's be bold. Let's let's talk. Let's be more open and more free to talk about the things that we need in our relationships. And let's get healthy in 2019. Like, let's get things off of our chest when we need to, and keep things under wraps when we need to. And when we find that balance, I think our lives will be so much happier. So I hope this has helped someone. This chat came straight from the heart and straight from the heart of the father. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. And until next time, let's chat. Thank you.